Hey guys, alright, alright, so um, it is Friday morning, it's currently 7.52, I think I can turn um, fans off, the windows are clear, it is, oh it's very cold, speed limit assist currently unavailable, well I'm driving 8 miles per hour on the west link in Belfast because there's a lot of traffic, um, I don't normally... I'm going to call it a commute today. This is me commuting to work. I don't normally go this early, but um, I have physio at 10.45. And so, um, yeah, I, I mean, I just had to be up pretty proactive this morning and get out of the house so that I could um, go and get that done, basically. Um, so what I'm going to do this morning is um, I'm, I'm aiming for at least... Fuck, what did I say? Probably at least 14 miles. Um, yeah, probably at least 14. I should definitely move it in that direction. Um, probably around five-minute pace. Um, there's a lot of probabilities. It, it'll be around five-minute pace. Um, I I have a feeling it could be a pretty good day. Um, it's quite a nice day today. It's cold, but um, not a lot of wind, which you know really helps when you're doing longer tempo type stuff um, and I, I should come off the rest day yesterday feeling pretty good um, sometimes I feel a bit I think there's this almost reverse psychology about rest days that people say you know they feel really like shitty after a rest day but I don't really believe in that um, so I should feel pretty good my legs should maybe have a little bit of um, something that they haven't had um, given that I haven't really been having rest days so um yeah, this should be quite nice. It's a it's a chance to my my training kind of works in um, three three ways. Is it three ways? Yeah, kind of like three ways. It's like I'm coming at I'm coming at the marathon from three different angles. Actually, probably four if I talked about the double thresholds. But in terms of the actual marathon. Um, call it like marathon specific type work, um, which kind of has started, but kind of hasn't. Um, you know, we're we're about nine weeks away. Maybe we're eight weeks away. Yeah, it was eight and a half weeks. So I think we're coming up to eight weeks away, which normally with like, you can go ahead. Normally with like six to eight weeks to go. Uh, that's a lovely car. What a car. Uh, normally with six, six weeks to go, actually probably with eight weeks to go, but for this marathon in particular, I'm I'm kind of on purpose um, doing less less of a specific preparation and more of a general preparation. And the reason being, first of all, I, you have to like take every marathon as it comes. And it just so happens that I I believe for this one, um, I needed to put more time into probably like long term development again with the you know the major championships in mind come august come sort of sorry july and august and so if i think of it as once you start your specific preparation which specific preparation for a marathon means you're pretty much taking all the fitness you've saved up so you've saved up all this fitness by doing like maybe like 10k stuff maybe like double thresholds not necessarily double thresholds just i'm doing double thresholds but you call it threshold work um so you've tried to improve your half marathon you've tried to improve your 10k and then normally with 
most people probably with like eight weeks to go, ten weeks to go, whether they like it or not, they start what would what you would call specific marathon preparation. A specific marathon preparation is a chance to basically lengthen the amount of time that you can currently run at marathon effort. It's kind of that simple. You've kind of got this like marathon effort. And like the other day, you guys heard me get really pissed, pissed off because like my session in the morning hadn't gone that well. And it really didn't go that well. But then my session that night, which was like, call it threshold. Now there's two thresholds. The morning was marathon threshold. The evening was half marathon threshold. And so my half marathon threshold went really, wow, sorry. That is bloody gorgeous. Lovely little sunrise coming up over Belfast. Wow. Oh my God. Belfast is fucking epic in the morning. That is quality. Anyway, you have these two thresholds. You have marathon threshold and then you have half marathon threshold. And at the moment, my half marathon type threshold is actually in a far better place than um, that marathon type threshold. And so what that kind of does is it means it, it doesn't really mean anything. It's a good thing that you've got the half marathon threshold in a good place because that's the exact same day but I just worked at two different thresholds and one threshold didn't go that well. It would be a bit like going to the track in the morning and doing um, like a tempo-y type session, just like, you know, six times five minutes at half marathon effort. And you think, wow, that was amazing. And then you go back that night and you say, okay, I'm now going to do six or you know, four times five minutes, but I'm going to take a bit more recovery and I'm going to do them at 10K effort. And by doing them at 10k effort, you're hoping to go like a good bit faster than half marathon effort. And all of a sudden you find, oh my God, I can't really go much faster than half marathon effort. Fuck's sake. And that, that in a way is, is what I found on Tuesday, but reverse. So I was good at the, like the half marathon type stuff when I could push the heart rate a bit higher and, and you know, I, I could, I, the, the lactate was allowed to be between three and four. But in the morning when I had to keep the lactate around two and um, two and a half. Yeah, shite. Not shite. That's, that's really harsh. Um, but not where I wanted it to be. And so when I say I'm coming at the marathon from three angles, what I'm doing is, is I'm pretty much working below, below my threshold, which is um, like all the when I've been doing the like two millimole sessions. But when I've been doing them two millimole sessions, I haven't been lengthening those. So remember, they're just like four times 2K, five times 2K. That's only 10K. The marathon's 40K. So they're just like, just see them as like a little bonus. They're like a little bonus. They're not really doing a lot, but they're a little bonus. It's an extra little session. It's a bit of time at marathon pace, etc., etc. So what you have to do is work below the threshold, which like anyone that follows me on Strava, I came to Victoria Park about three weeks ago um, and I did a longer tempo, but I kept the heart rate really low and I kind of like just made sure that I was working in that area that I want to work, which is like between probably like one and a half to two and a half millimoles. That was the only goal. The goal, it wasn't really a pace goal. Um, it, it was nice that I think it ended up like 505, which probably in Victoria Park is actually like 507 and uh, maybe even 508 but 
it was nice that, you know, at the end of that session, we took a lactate and the lactate was 1.9, which at the end of the day, it tells you, hey, you're in a you're in a pretty good place. That's a that's a pretty good place. But so today is is the same as that, but longer. So I'm 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 lengthening. This is the start of the lengthening process. But but because I'm not in the specific phase, I'm still happy to just go off heart rate and effort. And this is the difference. Once I move, once I move to like okay, Rotterdam is in six weeks time, and in Rotterdam to qualify for the World Championships, I have to run under two eleven thirty. Once you move into that specific part of the preparation heart rate and effort kind of becomes irrelevant and so it gets to the place where i i don't really stress anymore about heart rate and effort and what i do is i move to pace and so what i'm going to do is like today might be the last chance that i get to do a similar um effort to you know what i did in victoria park a couple of weeks ago and so It'll just be a case of I go, I, I run it, I, I run at the heart rate and effort that I know will create the lactate that I want to create. And I, and I just sit there and I ride that line. And I do that for, like I said, probably about 14 miles, 14, 15 miles. And then when I come back, why I'm, why I'm attacking it at all angles is when I, when I was in Teddington there about, I think it's probably about two weeks ago now um, or 10 days ago now. I did a, I think I did 11 and a half miles and I averaged 502 pace, I believe. Um, but that, that was a little bit harder. It wasn't, it wasn't hard. It wasn't half marathon effort. It was still a marathony type session, but, but it wasn't probably what we would call true marathon threshold. And I'm talking about true marathon threshold in terms of science. But I also believe science only goes so far. And so um, what I try to do is I try to have days where I'm going by science, which is a day like today, and I'm keeping the heart rate low, I'm keeping the lactate low. But then I also like to have days where I say, like, you know, fuck science, and I, and I push that a little bit harder. And what I'm trying to do is develop, develop my ability, both psychologically and physically, to push at a level that I'm not necessarily sure or science hasn't told me that I can sustain for a full marathon and so what tends to happen within that is you, you your psychology changes a bit too where you're like oh feck like I could have kept that going um, and and so that's a little bit below a little bit above and then also you might have seen on Strava I did like 17 miles at um like 520 519 520 and that's that's like a little bit below further, but at the end of the day, because the race is 26 miles, I want to make sure I've done something in training that, you know, even I might even go up to like 24 miles, for example, at like 520 so that I've I've kind of gone the distance, if that makes sense. Um, and other athletes have actually gone further, 28, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and and they, they seen a benefit to that, like actually going over distance in training which develops legs mind etc etc and so today um i'm going to go get this done and then i'll i'll try to finish the podcast when i come back 
Um, but yeah, I've just arrived at Victoria Park, so I might as well go do. I'm going to do a very short warm up, maybe only like a mile, um, and then pretty much crack on because, as they say, time is of the essence. Um, but yeah, I'll catch you guys soon. Bye bye. Hey guys, all right, so. Just got back in the car. Um, I did 15 miles. Um, yeah, it was really good. So I averaged. I mean, Victoria Park said 501. Um, so it, it's going to be around 50, between five minutes and 505. Um, like I, I have measured Victoria Park. So um, once I get home, I'd be able to find out exactly. Um, because I. Instead of, instead of like, letting my Garmin, um, like, tell me my splits per mile, what I do is I, I just take a lap, every lap, because I obviously know that Victoria Park, that the lap isn't going anywhere, if that makes sense, so, like, just because, like, it, if I wear a Garmin, if I wear a Polar, if I wore a Coros, it's going to tell me a different speed around Victoria Park. If I change direction, it's going to tell me a different speed around Victoria Park. But of course, if you um, if you stick to just taking lap splits, then that's that's never going to change. Um, so that's what I did today. I went off lap. I think I averaged about 5.14 per lap. And I think the last time I did it was more like 5.21. Um, that said... The lactate was higher today than it was last time, and the heart rate was a lot higher today than it was last time. Um, so I guess a couple of things there. Um, remember, I told you I actually I've kind of contradicted myself, but not on purpose. My intention this morning was to run some laps of Victoria Park um, at a at a lower heart rate to keep the lactate low, um, and then. When I was warming up, um, I basically just decided it it was it was pretty icy. <clears throat> so the ground was really icy, not really icy, like not fucking Dundonald Ice Bowl, um, but it was it was pretty icy on the corners. And so I guess the first couple of laps, I was just trying to kind of find my feet, literally. Um, with it being like, like I said, like a little bit icy and a little bit slippy, and so to run at a to run at a decent pace, I was just working a little bit harder. To basically, I had to work a bit harder to get through little spots of like, like, like some of the corners were a bit dangerous. Um, and I, like I mean, it was zero degrees, and and like I say, it was just. The, the surface was just a bit white, a bit icy, a bit slippy. Um, and so I ended up working a little bit harder than I'd have liked for the first probably like four or five laps. And like the, the I, I actually thought it would warm up and then the, the ground would get a bit better. Um, and like in my head, I was thinking like fucking Kipchoge wouldn't be out here trying to do a sub two hours in these conditions. Um, and like so it, it wasn't it wasn't brilliant for pace. Um, but it, it, it just meant I worked a bit harder, and so I guess when I got to about lap five, and my heart rate was already like 160, 161, um, I just sort of committed to, like, then I committed to pace, and so I just sort of thought, right, you're, you're coming in five or six seconds a lap quicker than what you did last time, which 
if I wanted to keep the effort the same, was probably ambitious because you don't really improve five or six seconds per mile in the space of like two to three weeks, um, especially when I've already made quite a lot of improvements. And so it felt a bit ambitious, but then what I sort of did was I just committed to running. I guess my heart rate was going up easier than normal. So like I've talked about this in the past, but that was actually a good thing. So I was I was pretty excited about the fact that I could get my heart rate to a pretty good heart rate, like 164, 165. And for a change, I felt like pretty powerful, pretty good um, versus like a couple of weeks ago, um, if I'm trying to get my heart rate up to like 162, 163, it kind of felt a bit like hard work. Um, and so that's that was kind of annoying more than anything. Um, so I actually kind of just enjoyed today. It was it was nice to be able to get the heart rate up to, you know, even like 166, 167 um, in the last couple of laps. Um, and it's the first time, because remember when I race a marathon? So when I race a marathon, my average heart rate will be like 168, for example. And so even though today my average heart rate was probably like 163, but basically it's the first time in this whole build-up or this whole training spell that I've kind of thought, you know what, like, I think I could handle this for a marathon now. Not like, not right now, today. But if I can do 15 mile without tapering, you know, round the Victoria speed skating ring um, at a fairly decent, ignore the pace, just just look at the heart rate. If I'm able to do that around Victoria Park this morning, I probably could have done 20 this morning without much trouble. Um, and then at the end of the day, the next the next eight weeks is is what's supposed to get you over the finish line you're supposed to get from that ability to do you know hypothetically 20 this morning now it did start to get a bit tougher um no i wouldn't say tough but i but i did noticeably going into laps like 14 and 15 start to sort of think yeah my my body doesn't feel as as fresh as it once did um you know 10 laps ago um but also i'm getting up there at 6:45 this morning out the door at 7.45 and, and, you know, one lap warm up and then jumping into that. On marathon day, you always focus. You always focus a bit more than that and, and you'll be up two, three hours before. You'll have a decent breakfast. You'll stretch. You'll, you'll do a longer warm up. You'll have listened to music to get yourself in the zone, etc., etc. And so you always want to have, in, in running, you always want to have a few tricks up your sleeve um, when it comes to there's a <laughs> there's a really funny episode of Only Fools and Horses and um, what do you call them? Um, oh, what's his name? This is going to really annoy me now. Um, it's not Trigger. Um, oh, the rich one that sells cars, not the rich one. Um, and he goes, he, he's playing cars with Del Boy, and he asks Del Boy, "Where'd you get those four aces?" <laughs> and he says back to him, "Yeah, same place you got your four kings." Um, and or well, your fourth king. Where'd you get that fourth ace? And so they had aces. He had aces up his sleeve. Um, and of course, you know, your other fella had a king up his sleeve, and so he played four kings. But in running, you want to you want to have something 
And so, like, you don't you don't want training to be perfect. You don't want to taper for your training. You don't want the loop that you're training on to be like, you know, there today it was a bit icy. I didn't want it to be a bit icy at the end of the day. But actually, it probably helps me that it was a wee bit icy. Because come race day, you want, you want something to be a bit different. And you want it to play to your advantage. Of course, your taper is going to help. Of course, probably what shoes you're going to wear is going to help a little bit. And, you know, hopefully the ground isn't icy. Hopefully the wind is nice for you. But you always want to have something in your, in your par that's going to help you either get a bit further on race day than you've been getting in training or go a little bit faster than you've been going. But I'm going to go in the house and shower and then I'll do a, the last little bit of this podcast on my way to physio. Okay, I'm back, and I <laughs> I actually could have just went and Googled his name, but I didn't, and it's still annoying me. I know his wife is called Marlene, Marley, Marlene, that's really going to annoy me, but I had a shower, and I had two slices of toast quickly, just so that I'm not driving the physio without eating um, anything, Um yeah, recovery. Oh, I've got a bar with me as well. Would you look at that? What a professional. Just let me have a quick sip of coffee. I also made myself another coffee. Mm, not my nicest cup of coffee, but that's okay. We can deal with that. We can deal with that. Better to have something than nothing. So look, yeah, that was a good morning. Um... It's a, it's a good sign, it's a good place to be, because let me tell you, I've been in a lot worse situations recently with my fitness, and I've been struggling. Um, I don't, it's hard to tell what training means um, in terms of, you know, PBs, can you go and run 209, can you do this, can you do that? It's hard to tell. I think if I was running around Victoria Park at like 4.55, that might be a bit ambitious. But if I was running around about 4.55, um, feeling how I did today, then of course I'd be, I'd be thinking, yeah, absolutely no doubt in my mind I'm going to go to Rotterdam and run a PB. Um, so maybe I'm like five, not even five, because... Anywhere between 4.55 to 5, if, if I was, because remember, I just did 15, there's still 11 miles to go, and I need to run 3 to 4 seconds a mile faster to, to handle my PB pace, so keep everything relative, um, don't get too excited, keep chipping away, remember, like, I have a couple of cards up my sleeve still to play, um, I haven't done any of the higher end tempo type stuff. You know, you can you can go to a road loop or a track and you can do like maybe like four times two mile and you, you run at like, you know, instead of like the other day I was running at 448 pace for two Ks, you basically do the two mile reps at maybe like 445. So like three to four seconds per mile or like I guess for you guys five seconds per mile quicker than you would do a comfortable tempo type effort maybe five to ten seconds a mile quicker remember everything's relative and um, so if you're you know if you tempo at 530 it might be like 
six or seven seconds. If you tempo at six, it might be five to ten. Just as we go up the numbers, it gets the, the gap gets bigger. But basically, you want to push yourself a bit. And so by pushing yourself a bit, you're also pushing the lactate up a bit. And so by pushing the lactate up a bit, it might be like um, six, you know, something like that, six, seven. You've pushed the speed a bit. It's, you've made it pretty hard work to maintain a certain speed, like 445 for two mile reps. So, of course, you probably get to lap five and you're like, oof. And then, you know, you bang out another three laps of the track and you get eight laps, two mile. Um, <clears throat> but when you do that kind of work, I always find when you come back to the longer tempo type stuff, it's kind of shifted forward. Um, but I... I don't think I need to do that just yet because what the stuff I'm doing at the minute is kind of just like basic foundation, building a bit of strength, building a bit of strength mentally, building a bit of strength physically. It's kind of like, it's all like prerequisite work. Um, and at the end of the day, it still counts and it's still really solid work to get done. But just think of it as like prerequisite. And then what you're going to start to do is you're going to pencil a few things in to help the speed of marathon pace, and then you're going to pencil a few things in to help how long you can sustain marathon pace. Um, and look, there's there's no secrets. It's it's not easy. You you got to go and you got to get this kind of stuff done. You know, I I I just had to go and get it done. I try to like I try to sleep for about six or seven laps where I'm kind of just I'm kind of just getting the tempo done. And I, I allow myself quite a bit of flexibility in terms of pace. So if there's a lap that I want to kind of just cruise round, I just cruise round. And then if, if there's a lap where I want to, you know, work a little bit harder and get a bit faster, well, I do that. And I fuck around with it a little bit. Um, and that's fine. That that works for me. But look, things like this, you you got to just go get it done. And, and then you move on. And... and yeah, you try to recover from it, and in a couple of days' time, you'll you'll do something else that you know you hope helps to move things forward. But running, running, yeah, it's hard. Like it's really hard because it doesn't always it doesn't always shift forward, um, and that can be really frustrating. And like I've said before, I don't know I don't know many things in the world that we would allow it if we worked really hard for four or five weeks and there was no progress there's not many other things in the world you'd be like that's okay i fuck i don't know many other things in the world that you know a month and a half of hard work physio mental exertion time effort etc etc and then there's no progress and then for whatever reason in running we kind of we kind of just say to ourselves, ah, yeah, that's just the way running is, or, oh, maybe you're just a bit tired. It's all bullshit. But it, it's annoying. But it's but that's what it is. It's fucking bullshit. It sucks. Um, and, yeah, you just kind of have to suck it up and, and deal with the fact that, yeah, sadly, as the saying goes, that's running. It doesn't always move forward. And, and the, the human body is complex. And But I do think if you're, if you're chipping away at a pretty solid system that you know on paper looks like it could really work and it's been it's been proved to work for others and you know you've tried bits of it yourself and it's worked for you well chances are you know chances are it's, it's going to do something and it is going to help and it is going to work 
and and that's what I'm sort of seeing. I'm 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 getting the benefits of the work that I'm putting in. You know, I'm I'm putting in fucking serious work. Double session Tuesday, double session Thursday, um, and then coming back at the weekend and doing like a a longer marathony type effort. You know, tempo has been up over 20 miles a week now for probably six weeks, seven weeks, and I think one week was about fucking 30. And so, I like if if I'm being honest, I deserve I deserve to be to be quite fit. I deserve to be feeling quite good and, and running quite well because I've been patient with this. It hasn't been easy, let me tell you. And and the parts that aren't easy is when my body's not cooperating. And so like I maybe do the morning session and I feel something's a little bit tight, and then I'm worried about the evening session. But I I just. I've just got it done somehow. I've foam rolled, I've Epsom bathed, I've I went for cryotherapy, I've had physio twice a week, three times a week for the last six weeks. I find ways, like I'm literally on my way to physio, I find ways to keep the body in a good place. I had physio Monday, physio Wednesday, and now physio Friday. It's a commitment, let me tell you, it's a it's a real commitment. But I'm really hoping this system works because if this system works, it just puts less pressure on the need to go the altitude, the need. And it's not that I'm not willing to. I am. I'm just curious if I can do it this way. It's well monitored. I don't need to deal with, oh, but you were day this after altitude, day that after altitude. I want rid of all the bullshit. All the bullshit's got to go. I don't want excuses. No more excuses. And just hard evidence. Is things working? Are things not working, etc., etc. And so, yeah, the, the next like, the, oh, it's such a lovely day in Belfast. Oh my god, it was cold, but it's lovely. So the next six or eight weeks, you move away from, um, you kind of move away from heart rate and lactate, and and you kind of move in a direction of, all right, now I need to develop my ability to work harder for longer, and I think that's a that's a bit of a secret to the marathon. Like, you know, what you instead of always developing marathon effort or pace at marathon effort, why not develop your ability to work harder than other people can for a marathon? And people want to shy away from that because it's hard work. But I think that's what I do a good job of. I do a good job of developing that ability to push harder for the marathon that was remember Gary Locke said that to me like Scully why do you want to be comfortable and I sort of thought oh well it's a marathon you have to be comfortable and then he was like do you fuck do you think Paula Radcliffe was comfortable for her marathons and then that made me think like shit like maybe I'm not working hard enough during a marathon maybe I need to develop that ability maybe I need to develop the ability both mentally and physically to be able to just push harder for two hours worth of running and you know like I'm telling you I remember in London I got to like mile eight in London and I was already doubting myself I was already doubting my ability to keep going and that's because it must have already felt like hard work you know there's no other reason that I'd have been doubting myself unless it was already starting to feel like hard work but somehow I managed another, what's that, 18 miles. So it just shows you it can be done. 
we can do it, but you have to train that ability, and that's what's going to happen over these next um, six or eight weeks. Hold on. So there's going to be days in these next six to eight weeks that you do a session, and and you know part the way through the session you start to doubt yourself, and this is this is really the time that you can't you can't drop out. You have to persist. You have to put in the work. Sorry, I put my window down there. It might be a bit noisy. I can't put it back up till I pay for parking. <coughs> oh shit, I'm late for physio. I've got one minute. Well, I don't even have a minute. It's 10.45, so I'm now late. Uh, come on. I'm waiting for the barrier. Okay, here we go, here we go. Um, yeah, so the next lot of weeks, you're, you're not allowed to drop out. You have to just fucking persist. And you do that for about four or five weeks and then you start to freshen up a little bit for like three weeks but it's a fun time this is a good time um, I need to get back to my meditating because I've been a bit lazy with that that keeps the psychology in a good place um, but yeah it's a, it's a it's a fun time um, and then at the end of the day it's just this is just life this is just living I'm, I'm using Paris half marathon and and Rotterdam marathon is as like fuel and that's what feeds the motivation that's what feeds the you know let's get out and train so you know that's what we do as humans that's what we do we find things that to fuel our day and then ultimately we're probably running just to really help our psychology and and help that drive and help that mental health and and you know it's it's fun even when it's shite even when like it's not going that well it can still oh i can't get a space Mother fecker. Um, yeah, look, even when it's not going well, it's still there's still an element of funness to trying to figure out, like, are you are you just shit or are you doing something wrong? And is there a way to to fix that? Is there a way to um, yeah get get back on top of the little things that might um, help you get running? Oh, there's a space right there. Sorry, I'm rambling. Um, yeah, but there, look at. It doesn't have to be like all serious, serious, serious. There, there's no doubt there's elements of running that you have to take serious, but not all the time. So, okay, car, stop beeping. But look, I'm going to leave you with that. Um, I need to get back to Twitter and answer people's questions, but I also need to get the physio because I'm late. All right, take care. Bye-bye.